Percy, you've had a unique vantage point to observe people who have received a cancer diagnosis. What are some of the things you've seen? I've seen so many things, and it's one of the reasons why I feel blessed to to be part of this process over the years. I've seen people who have uh, had new experiences that were simply brought into their lives in terms of building new relationships. In some cases, ending old relationships that were toxic, uh, that they didn't have the strength to end. Uh, Again, open doors to do uh, new ministries, to be part of new experiences in the lives of other individuals. Ultimately, at the end of the day, watching how God uses every experience of what they were going through as a cancer patient to enhance, enlarge, shift, uh, reshape, uh, recalibrate their Mm -hmm. thinking about uh, the worldview of life, uh, their relationships with their family members and loved ones. Ultimately, cancer is a game changer, but we have been so focused on hearing that in a negative sense, we forgot to focus on how it's a a game changer in a positive sense. Yeah, there's no doubt there's some tough things you go through, but there's some positive things as well, including many times spiritual growth happens. Spiritual growth and development of really understanding who God is to an individual that went from a head knowledge to a heart experience. Uh, Often I've heard people say, I used to worship the God of my mom and my dad, but now I worship the God of uh, of myself. I Mm -hmm. am now walking with God directly in a way that I never did previous to that. Well, coming up now, we're going to meet Karen Allen, a breast cancer survivor who saw cancer as an opportunity to grow spiritually and minister to others through her journey. Stay tuned. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P., how you doing? I'm well, my friend. Blessed and highly favored. How about you? (laughs) I'm doing just as well. Thank you very much. Let's talk about spiritual growth during the crisis time of cancer in our lives. Well, I believe God is an opportunist. I've said it many times. It's, It's my belief. Uh, I now have had an opportunity to experience that myself on a personal level, that uh, there are things that I believe that happens in our lives that are allowed to take place in our lives to simply enhance and empower our faith walk with God. I don't believe that our faith, uh, that we can get more faith from God. I believe the word of God is pretty clear that God has given unto every man the measure of faith. But what can happen is that our faith can be enlarged and it can be expanded mm-hmm. in terms of its reach and its scope and how we begin to tap into uh, the power of it in our own personal lives and challenges, circumstances, and certainly sickness and disease and cancer can elevate and enhance uh, what our faith is to us and with us and for us as we continue to lean into it. Well, before we get to today's guest on the program, we have a question of the week. And by the way, later, we want to share a response or two to a previous question we asked. That'll come later in our conversation here today. But here's this week's question. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Again, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Let's encourage each other with the answers to that question. You can do that through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Also at the website is our free resource this week, Creative Care. 
If you are ministering to a person with cancer, you may have a hard time knowing what to do or finding a starting point, and you've got some ideas for us. Absolutely. When we talk about creative care, the idea here is to think out the box a bit with regard to things uh, that are necessary, everyday types of scenarios that people possibly need support and help with from a a care perspective, uh, dealing with the uh, day-to-day issues of daily life, uh, taking care of uh, family errands, taking care of their children, babysitting, of course, helping people to regain a healthy self-image of Mm -hmm. themselves. Cancer, in some cases, can compromise how people look and how they feel about their own personal being. So again, this uh, encouragement and how to be a source of encouragement to others, and then uh, helping people to think about and support them through financial burdens. This document is designed simply to prod and give thought to uh, creative care tips that one can uh, support and manage and help individuals work through while they're working through cancer. Yeah, some ideas yep. on how you can show love and compassion in thoughtful and tangible ways. Look for Creative Care, our downloadable resource, free of charge, of course, at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we have a guest coming up you're going to want to meet in a moment, but let's open with God's Word. And the Word of God that we have, our spiritual nugget for today, is found in Romans 8.28. It's a very famous and familiarly quoted uh, passage of Scripture. And it says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. And this Scripture will help highlight exactly the framework of the conversation that we'll hold uh, with uh, the person that we'll interview today and understanding that God has a purpose for everything and there's a purpose to be uh, gleaned from all circumstances in our lives. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com, and when you do, click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Recorded earlier, here's our host, Percy McRae, with our guest. Well, I'm excited today to have with us on the show Karen O. Allen. And Karen is, uh, and I'm just going to read her a quick bio. Uh, After being diagnosed with breast cancer, Karen Allen's work in cancer research became personal. She's still confronted every day uh, through the work that she is doing. She is now a, a retired clinical trials administrator at the University of Alabama at Birmingham's Comprehensive Cancer Center. Uh, she also is a talented singer and instrumentalist, and she also has her own ministry called You Are Blessed Ministries. Today with us, Karen, welcome to the show. How are you, my dear? Oh, it is my joy to be a part of your show. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Well, good, good, good. Well, I am so grateful that uh, our executive producer brought you and your name uh, to us. And uh, in looking through and some of the information that you sent, first and foremost, you also are an author. You have written a Bible study called Confronting Cancer with Faith, a study of encouragement, comfort, and hope 
through the trials of cancer. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do, I want to get a little backdrop of your story. Of course, this is Health, Hope and Inspiration. And we talk to cancer patients either uh, in the midst of their battle of cancer or after their battle of cancer or individuals who have supported individuals as such. Uh, Let's talk a little bit as a former uh, breast cancer patient. Uh, when uh, were you initially diagnosed and where were you? And what was your reaction when you were told you had cancer? <laughs> I was diagnosed on January the 31st, 2003. And I came to a point of resolution that I wanted to be able to use this experience for God's glory and to grow my faith because that had been a prayer of mine to be able to grow my faith, and I knew this would be the opportunity to do so. So my big takeaway, first and foremost, is be careful what you ask God for and how to grow your faith. You, <laughs> <laughs> you, we don't get to pick and choose how he does that sometimes, and based upon your testimony, uh, this became the vehicle by which your faith was grown, and not only your faith being grown, but subsequently uh, a ministry and work being birthed out of it. And again, we'll get to that in just a second. And so you are diagnosed with cancer. Uh, you get that information, you get that news, and I would imagine uh, shock, uh, dismay, uh, fear. Uh, uh, some of those may have been your feelings. Uh, you you work through that, and you begin, you start actually doing clinical care. What type of actual uh, medical treatment did you receive for your breast cancer, dear? Uh, I received, I went through surgery first, and then I um, was required to go through chemotherapy since um, I, I did have an enlarged lymph node that was malignant. Okay. But that was actually what alerted me to the cancer to begin with, so ah. I was grateful for that. Okay. <laughs> and then I went through radiation following that. So you uh, you did the big three. You did all three. You I did. did. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, sometimes people are actually a bit surprised that 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 uh, becomes a protocol of process of treatment, but. In many cases, certainly not all cases, uh, it may be necessary to do uh, chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. And so you did that. And obviously, you got on the other side of that. Uh, Is it fair to say today that you are cancer-free, or are you still receiving any type of treatment? No, I am cancer-free. Praise God. I do continue to see my oncologist every year, which I like that. Um, I am not taking any preventive as I was unable to after a period of time. Okay. So that being said, um, you you went through that process, and I would imagine based upon just uh, even your introduction, obviously people would ascertain the fact that you're a woman of faith, strong faith, uh, as you said, that this experience actually helped to grow your faith. Uh, In the midst of receiving your cancer diagnosis and treatment, um, how did your faith help you, uh, obviously, along with good medical care? How did how did your faith play a role in this journey for you and and, and, and helping you to work through the process? Well, I'm really glad you asked that question because uh, my role of faith was a very prominent role. In fact, I began to refer uh, to my cancer as a journey of faith, Mm. and um, it it kind of flavored the selection of doctors, uh, my outlook on everything, even the interactions that I had with other people. Um, I already had a strong faith, 
when I was diagnosed, mm-hmm. but I wanted that faith to be even stronger and more far-reaching uh, to other people. But I, I'm kind of um, I'm reminded of uh, the Charles Stanley used an analogy of faith that talked about little faith being I know he can, or great faith uh, indicating I know he will, mm-hmm. or perfect faith. It's as good as done. Mm. So I, I felt like through the process, I was able to shape my faith to be more perfect ah. and more active. Where would you grade yourself as of today with those three progressions? Where do you sit and fall <laughs> today? <laughs> well, I definitely had the prayer answered that God enlarged my faith to be more outreaching to other people and expanding my territory. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm human, and then my faith is not always perfect, but, uh, you know, the point is it doesn't matter your measure of faith, but that is the goal of your faith. Gotcha. <laughs> and and it is it is an important distinction, and and the and the goal is where we're headed. And without a goal, um, as as one of my spiritual mentors once said, that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And so with that, it is a, it gives you a direction and it gives you a focus for sure. Well, you're on the other side of your cancer. You know, you walk through that process. I imagine with your family and your husband. How uh, how important was the support that you received? Uh, from your husband and your family and your faith community. What did that mean to you and for you? Yeah, at first I thought that, you know, I'm just going to walk through this quietly Mm. with God's intervention. But then I realized that was a huge mistake because support is, uh, when it's available to you from any resource, is going to be exactly what it says is support, and it helps to push you through and to inspire you to move through the process just a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, so my church support was just phenomenal. Mm. Um, friends, work, family, you name it. I had support from every angle, and I was just blessed by a plethora of support. So it's it's a vital crucial part of the journey process. And as I often say, uh, in experiencing supporting cancer patients over many years, and now also myself, uh, recently newly diagnosed cancer patient myself, praise God, early stage colon cancer, uh, doing well, uh, and and God, oh, absolutely (laughs) doing fantastic. I, I simply want to echo the fact that there, I don't think that there are very many successful cancer patients who walk this path uh, who did that alone, that there is someone uh, in their community, in their circle of environment, their local church, uh, that they had to lean upon and draw from that inspired, equipped, and 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 allowed them and enabled them uh, to walk through that process. And so I confirm that statement, and it helps us to segue exactly into what I really want to get into with regard to what was birthed out of your cancer yeah. journey, and that is... Uh, this 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 resource that you have written called Confronting Cancer with Faith, a study of encouragement, comfort, and hope through the trials of cancer. Tell the audience a little bit about this uh, Bible study. It's a workbook and a Bible study. What is it about? What What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And, and what is the ob- objective here, dear? 
The study was uh, birthed from my own experience, but it's not really about me. It's really about God's intervention, and it's about the reader and their own story uh-huh. and how they can grow through their journey of faith, um, whether that be a patient or a co-survivor, a family member, or even just someone that wants to learn more about cancer to help minister to others. So it is a study that is a six-week study, uh, five days per week, that offers lessons from the point of suspicion all the way through the aftermath of cancer uh, to the point of contentment, how we can find contentment in our aftermath of cancer. It is a uh, study that can be used with a small group, a cancer support group perhaps, Mm -hmm. or a small church group, uh, or it can be done individually, as many people do. But the point of it is to use your experience to grow, to glorify God uh, in the process, regardless of the outcome. And speaking of which, I'm looking right now, and I've perused this writing, uh, in uh, phase one, week one, lesson number three, as example, purpose in pain. Uh, from your perspective, what what was or could be a purpose in the pain of a believer of a cancer uh, patient? What say you to that? Well, specifically, God can use our pain, and I like to uh, remember that God actually enters our pain with us. Mm. And that, that brings me a lot of comfort, because He comes from a point of compassion, not just sympathy, yeah. uh, because it's from the inside. And, uh, but He can use our pain to direct us in ways that we may need to go. He can inspect us, correct us protect us even at times, or perfect us even. And I felt that my experience, the purpose in in my pain, if you will, was to grow my faith. That had been my prayer, and that was my purpose. So in many cases, uh, we try to avoid pain and we try to run from it, but the, the suggestion here from a spiritual perspective is that there are things to be gleaned, learned, and and appreciated from pain, and there's a purpose to it. How about in week number two, uh, lesson number 10, in the place of brokenness? Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about there, my dear, to help the audience understand what we're going through there? Uh, well, in brokenness, that is when God can shape us as if we were a vessel, hmm. and we can be remolded, transformed, if you will, into this new vessel um, that is no longer broken. Mm. So brokenness is not a place that we have to have fear to be. It's not comfortable, but yet um, brokenness is a place that we can be revived and transformed. And I'm reminded where the Scripture says that God requires a broken and a contrite heart uh, that that's what he responds and listens to. So brokenness apparently is something, again, uh, not welcomed and not pleasant, but something that can be gleaned and learned from and, and, and we can graduate to. And then lastly, uh, week six, lesson number 27, as an example, I love the title of this, Wearing the Label. What are you talking <laughs> about here when you say wear the label? You know, that's funny. I just wrote a blog about wearing the label, and it's all about being a survivor. Mm. At first, 
I did not want to be identified as a survivor, and I was resistant to that. I think it was a mental thing for me that um, if I were called a survivor, then that meant that the cancer might recur or, um, you know, that I was living in the light of of cancer uh, forever. Right. And I just, I wasn't ready for that label, mm. but I had a, an, a, a transforming event, if you will, through the Susan G. Komen um, Race for the Cure. Okay. And I became <laughs> a new, uh, just had a new mindset yeah. to become this um survivor and to wear the label and to accept that there were other survivors that wanted to be part of the family and that it really was a family that I could be a part of and a very supportive one. And so I was transformed uh, very quickly. And that's how I came to wear the label, so to speak, and become what I like to call part of the pink sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> These are just a couple of chapters and excerpts out of uh, the Bible study uh, workbook that Karen has written called Confronting Cancer with Faith, a study of encouragement, comfort, and hope through the trials of cancer, written by Karen O. Allen. How can people, if interested, get a hold of or receive a copy of this, Karen? Give out some of your contact information uh, that people can reach you or contact you, dear. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, the book is available through Amazon. And you can learn more about it through my website uh, by the same title, confrontingcancerwithfaith.com. I also have a blog that is youareblessed.com slash blog, and it's spelled E-W-E-R, blessed. The um, contact, you are certainly welcome to contact me through my um website that has my contact information on there. Mm, Okay. And you are an author, a speaker, a singer, and a writer. Uh, But more than any of that, and again, I want to go back to wearing the label because I now am in the club too. Uh, (laughs) You are a cancer survivor and you are thriving and the Lord is using, expanding, and growing your faith uh, to bless and help others. In the closing seconds that we have, and I could talk to you all day, Karen, you're such a blessing. What would you say is one thing, share with that person listening today, one thing that drives, motivates, and sustains or keeps you hopeful? You know, I think it's important to realize that hope is not based on outcomes. It is based on God. And I love the old hymn. It's very succinct, and it's so true that my hope is built on nothing less Mm. than Jesus' blood and righteousness. So for me, you know, my hope in God is grounded in His character, Mm. uh, His unchanging nature, which I love to remember. He's the same God that parted the waters that is also found in that gentle whisper. Mm. And His Word, you know, is the hope that we have right before us that we can read in our hands every day and tap into through our prayer and meditation. Well, today you have heard from Karen O. Allen, author, 
uh, speaker, singer, writer, and now a former breast cancer survivor. Uh, you are blessed. E W R E U E W E R blessed dot com. Uh, you can reach out to her, and she has a wonderful. A Bible study workbook called Confronting Cancer with Faith, a study of encouragement, comfort, and hope through the trials of cancer. Today, thank you, my dear, for being on health, hope, and inspiration, and thank you for blessing so many. And we pray that uh, the Lord will continue to enlarge your boundaries and continue to expand your reach as you continue to tell your story of what God has done in your life. Be well, be blessed, and continue to bless others. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend McCray. I, I will be praying for you as well. It's been my delight. All right. Have a great day. And just a note for our listeners, we will put information about Karen's book and her website in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or call 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, you bring such interesting people to us here on the program. Thanks for bringing Karen to us today. She was a sweetheart, wasn't she? She sure was. You know, we, we've been putting out questions now for a while to our listeners and asking them to respond. Mm. We're beginning to get responses from listeners. So recently we asked this question, how did or how does your faith make a difference to you in your cancer journey? We received several responses to that. We did. Uh, can I read a couple of them? Yeah, let's read some. I think that that's uh, people will be interested to hear that, and we promise that we would. All right, this comes from Don in Colorado Springs. He says, when my cancer was diagnosed, it forced me to self-evaluate. Do I really believe what I say I believe? Can I really trust my eternity to the words of Jesus? Mm. Through that experience, I moved from being a believer with a faith theory mm. to a fully convinced faith believer. The 10% of me that was a Thomas was converted to a 100% truster of Christ. Wow. He has a way with words, doesn't wow. he? Wow, he does. He does. And it reminds me, and I've stated this before, and I've actually said it as well in relationship. I was introduced to the concept of Christ through my mom and the godly life that she lived before me. And I remember the day vividly when uh, the God of my mother became the God of Percy McCray. Oh, yes. Yeah. And, and, and there was a huge shift in the theoretical framework of who God was and who Christ was. Uh, but then it became very real and personal. And that's what I'm extrapolating uh, from the comments here from Don, because at the end of the day, uh, this is where the rubber meets the road, Wayne. Mm -hmm. This is the meat of the coconut. Yep, yep. You know, do you believe what you say that you believe? And now that's been put to the test. Well, we've been talking today about cancer bringing a chance to share and to grow and meet and encourage others in the faith. And so I think the answers to these questions really uh, fit in as well. Yeah, they're uh, very appropriate. Uh, there's others, but I'll just take one more here as an example. This comes from Cindy, who lives in Florida. First, Reverend McCray, you are in my prayers, and I wish you a long life. Oh. Isn't that very nice? Oh, thank you, Cindy. She says, you've been such an inspiration to me. Cindy says, since I was diagnosed with cancer last May, I believe that I'm a different person. 
I've always been a Christian, but I was not living my best life. The journey has made me very scared of what the future held for me, and the thought of leaving my family way earlier than I thought was frightening. When I was told that I was stage three, not stage one after surgery, I was totally lost and helpless. But I thought about it and decided that there is nothing that I could do but trust in God that He has a purpose for me taking me on this journey. I will never forget my first brain MRI. You want to pick up her comment yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. And it continues on to say, uh, I was scared to death of the me- of the machine. Out of the blue, I started reciting the 23rd Psalms out of nowhere. I felt a real calm that God reached me personally at that moment to tell me that he will always be right next to me to comfort me no matter what happens. Since that day, I have peace. I pray every day that God uses me in a way to serve him best. I still look for my calling uh, with cancer patients or the special needs community, and little things happen every week. Mm -hmm. Last week, I spoke to a man who recently diagnosed at church to give him comfort. This week, I am calling uh, and writing out state senators to not cut funding to special needs people in our state. I think maybe God is giving me some work that he wants me to do. When I see an opportunity to serve, I jump at it. I never did that before as I was busy. Having God next to me every second has given me a new purpose and focus. I think I have been given cancer for that reason. I still hold on from something uh, from your program. If God determines that my time is up, why am I afraid of the kingdom of heaven? Mm -hmm. Wow. It is probably much better than being here on earth. Thank you for your fabulous show. Cindy, thank you. Uh, I'm touched, Cindy. Thank you so much. And just so that I can give you an update, I'm doing well. (laughs) Uh, My prognosis is good. My updates are well. As a matter of fact, at the recording of this show, I go in for my second follow-up to see my doc. And uh, I am praying that those reports will be well. So thank you and others who have prayed for me. But also, as you stated, I am motivated and encouraged by the work that I do as a result of being now in that community with you and other comrades. We will walk this path together, and God will continue to receive all glory and honor. Yes. Well, thanks to all of you who have responded to our questions. And don't forget, you can respond to this week's question as well. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during Mm. your cancer journey? Use our website to answer healthhopeandinspiration.com and use the website to download our free resource, Creative Care. Well, this has been very special today, Percy. It has been Thank you for the time and thank you for bringing Karen to us. Let's conclude with that scripture that you shared earlier. Well, again, I think that just based upon, again, uh, Cindy's comments from uh, Dundon, Florida, it helps to really establish this scripture and this scripture establishes what we talked about. Uh, And again, Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. At the end of the day, there is a purpose for everything because God is not a waster. God will use any and every circumstance and situation, pro or con in our lives, to ultimately, number one, receive glory unto himself, to expand our ability to understand who he is, and then lastly, to reach out to the world around us to be a blessing to others if we can stay focused on the precious promises of God. So again, we know that all things work together for the good of them who love him and who have been called according 
to his purpose. That's Reverend Percy McRae, our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Percy, God bless. See you next time. Love you to life and not to death. And remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. Somebody needs to see and hear what God is doing in your life. Hope to hear from you this week. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.